the the metronome played us on. Okay, cool. We're we're live. We're recording. Hello and welcome to the eight hundred five uncensored podcast. This is episode number fifty three. So what's up, man? Where are we? What's going on? Why don't you set up the context for what will surely be an incredible experience for the listeners? Oh wow. Why don't you introduce yourself first of all? Yeah, this is, let me tell you right now, this is going to be uh, an incredible experience for you, <laughs> the listeners. No, um, my name is 418. Uh, I'm a singer-songwriter originally from Ventura, California. I've been a DJ for about 10 years, and uh, this is a very transitional time in my life, going from DJing to more of a, a live aspect, being a pop artist and singing and uh, a lot of other fun stuff. That's kind of like what's going on, I guess. Well, thank you for introducing yourself, and yeah, thank you again for being here. So why, why is this episode in particular special? I feel like you will, you will do this proper justice by, you know, kind of setting up the context for this. Um, We're in a studio. We are in a studio. We're in a studio, yeah. So for the, for the first time ever on this podcast. Wow. Wait, we, is this the first? This yeah. is the first one in a studio in general. It is the first time I've been in a recording studio for the podcast. <laughs> That's why, like, this is a bit of a milestone. Hell yeah! Hopefully, we'll do more here in the future. Oh my That'd god, be cool. I, I would love to, and I've I've already fucking loved the pictures that I've snapped, and we have a video going. Yeah, that will probably be on YouTube. Yeah. Absolutely, it'll be on, it'll be on YouTube, and yeah. Uh, going yeah, going forward, I, I think we will do this again, and I'm sure we'll get a, plenty of positive feedback. But yeah. okay, so work out the kinks, like we're, we'll figure out the chair sounds and stuff. Right? <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe I did pick the wrong microphones for us to use. You know, maybe we just gotta show up like four hours before we decide to actually <laughs> fucking do anything, so we no, could I just think, fuck around. <laughs> I, no, I think it was uh, it was definitely uh, a good thing for us to like catch up beforehand. We we went and we grabbed like a, a bite to eat and. Uh, just kind of hung out and like I, I had the studio booked for like two hours but time time slightly got away I uh <laughs> yeah we, we have this is gonna be like probably a shorter episode but that's okay yeah we'll, we'll, we'll have to just link up again soon exactly it'll more or less be a shorter episode but yeah you'll hear plenty more of 418 don't worry about it so why don't you why don't you begin by talking about uh your music what's been going on with your music career and why don't you just kind of explain to our listeners um the creative content that you engage in yourself. Oh, geez. Uh, sure. Uh, where to even begin on that? Uh, yeah, I guess to make a long story short, but it won't be short because this is a podcast. I can actually go into detail on things. Yeah, you, you can give details. You can explain shit. It's not yeah. like these fucking 10 to 15 second sound bites that sure. you hear on like mainstream media. Yeah, Jesus. Um yeah, uh, man. So I, I started DJing when I was about fifteen or sixteen years old. I'd say fifteen, and I just turned twenty-five um, two weeks ago. Happy birthday on on four one eight. Thank you. Uh, that's that's the four one eight. It's April eighteenth. The the more you know. He's an um, Aries. I am an Aries. I'm, I'm all the things that you think about when you think of an Aries. It's scary. Yeah, we were talking on um, before we started recording about like how both of us kind of deal with anger issues, and I'm a I'm a Leo myself, and you know you're an Aries, and that's one of the biggest stereotypes. It's just that we're fucking fiery because you know we're fire signs after all. Yeah, 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 and we could definitely get into that later, like navigating. Um, but yeah, back to you. Those kinds of and things your, and your music. <laughs> uh, yeah, so started DJing about ten years ago. Um, had some very very cool experiences come up regarding like my neighbor living across the street happened to be super duper Kyle's manager Kyle he had a song come out a few years ago with Lil Yachty that was really big called I Spy uh I Spy with my little eye a girl yeah I can get you know that one yeah yeah um and the year before that I actually got to DJ for him a couple times got to open up for him at Ventura Theater and up until that point before then I was just DJing house parties. I think the biggest crowd I had played to before that Ventura Theater, the sold out Ventura Theater show, like 1,300 people. I was 18 years old. Still is the biggest crowd I've played to to date. Um, before that, it was maybe like 150 people at a house party, you know? I, I can't even imagine performing in front of that many people at that age. Dude, it was surreal. It was such a rush. I was like 
nervous at first, but then when I got out there, I saw all these kids loving the electronic music I was playing, and that that did something for me that was just like, wow. Like, I don't know. It was kind of in the time before electronic music really took off, mm-hmm. so I was kind of... A lot of people's first experience with electronic music was opening up for this rapper and playing dubstep and shit. Right. Like things that you wouldn't expect to hear at like a rap show at the time. Still to this day. But Yeah, how did that how did that come to be? So, as I said, my my neighbor growing up across the street, his name's Nolan Smith, um, he basically knew me before I was even born because he knew my parents and his family knew my parents, the Smiths, they're amazing. And uh just grew up with him and over time he noticed that I like started DJing on like this website called You Now. And at the time it was really cool because you had to basically vote every minute. You had to like vote whether or not to keep the person that was live on. So you'd <laughs> like if there were more likes than dislikes, then you would stay on. Mm-hmm. You would get to keep streaming. You right. get to keep live streaming. There were only 13 channels. There was like a guy's channel, a girl's channel. Um, there was there just happened to be a DJ channel on this fucking weird site. You now is completely different now. Like it's so different than what it used to be. But if you were in the DJ channel or in any of the channels for that matter, and you were there for two hours, that means there were people there liking every minute, you know, that you had more likes and dislikes, so you'd stay on longer. Right. So be- before I knew it, I was, like, playing for, like, two to three hours on school nights, just, like, learning how to DJ because I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. And, like, that's how I learned, just by teaching myself. Just, like, you know, trial and error and just yeah. dedicating yourself hours on hours on end. I mean, I didn't even see it that way. Yeah. You know, I was just having fun. Mm-hmm. but Because it, <laughs> it doesn't feel like work because you're enjoying it so much. Yeah, well, we'll get into that. There's a There's a point where it does turn into feeling like work. But... Nolan just saw me doing this and he like was very interested in, in like he he took a I mean we've always had like a strong connection like I love that de- I love that man mm-hmm. you know he's like super like my first mentor was was Nolan and um him kind of embracing seeing like this this young kid like trying something different out and actually like caring was huge and so he was just like hey man like initially he actually um pitched me to be like kyle's dj dj wow and for a 16 year old me it was it was a lot to like take in that's incredible i I didn't i didn't like um i didn't really know what to do with that because like i i actually said no because it was a lot i was like man i'm like overwhelmed i don't know because kyle at this time is like a completely established musician right like he's very famous kyle was already like i spy hadn't come out yet but he was still like making enough money to survive off of his spotify streams he was killing it he's still i mean now kyle is like you know like yeah millions of monthly listeners kyle here you are just like a fucking 16 year old kid being asked this (laughs) and you're like is this even real life like i'm like this is a lot and that was when i was 16 so like the the ventura theater shows didn't happen till like two years after that yeah when i was like 18 i was a junior in high school and uh it was weird finding myself in high school was a whole journey man like i went from freshman year being bullied uh to a point where like i was suicidal like i i didn't want to fucking like exist like i was tired of it up until like my elementary school years till like 15 years old i was bullied like relentlessly for being interested in things that people weren't interested in or like just trying things that people weren't trying particularly like i was making youtube videos in 2009 wow like the very early days of youtube yeah 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 i started getting google adsense checks like a couple hundred dollars as a 13 year old in like 2011 in middle school in middle school and i let people bully me out of doing that like i it wasn't worth it i i switched from a point there was a point in my life and i've done this multiple times now i'm realizing where i'm doing something cool and people make me not do it and then i feel like shit and then of course those things take off being a YouTuber now, you're a movie star. Yeah. Which in terms, maybe maybe like I saved myself in a way. I would have ended up like Logan Paul or like Jake Paul or something. I mean, Logan's kind of 
turned his shit around. But his, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to speak on specific people, but like, I, yeah, I get you know what, what I mean? Like, I, I, I could have turned into a monster, mm-hmm. you know? And Be- because of everything that you dealt with in your upbringing. But you didn't. And so how did you get past that years of bullying? Was it largely because of music or? I love that we're just like going on random tangents. I don't know if we're going to circle around. Well, I don't think this is random. I think this is actually on point to what we wanted to discuss, right? Okay. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, So one of the things that I gravitated towards when I was 13 years old and even though I was trying to fit in, I was trying really hard to, like, wear the same, like, cool kid clothes, hang out with, like, the cool kids and whatever. Yeah. Which, in turn, like, just makes you get bullied more because that's how it works. But uh, I discovered uh, Skrillex. I discovered Bangarang. And, like, I-, I distinctly remember hearing the song Right In by Skrillex and just being like, whoa, this is fucking crazy. And even before Skrillex, like, Daft Punk doing the score for Tron Legacy and, like, me being a Disney nerd going to Disneyland all the time, at that point I wanted to be an Imagineer. That was my dream, like, building the Disneyland rides. And I was there one time, and there was a fucking rave going on. I was, like, 13 years old. It was a promotional thing for Tron. And I was just like, yo, this is so sick. Up until that point, you're all good. Up until that point, I detested electronic music because, like, this is 13 years old. Because my initials are DJ. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, for yeah. a long time, my, my Instagram was DJT418. Uh-huh. And that's just my initials and my birthday. <laughs> but people be like, DJT, DJT. And I was just like, uh, I don't, I don't, I'm not a DJ. I'm into, like, I'm into like punk rock and like classic rock and shit. But this Tron Legacy score, I hear it, man. And I'm just like, yo, this is making me feel something. There's no lyrics. Like, this is crazy. And then that sent me in a spiral into Dead Mouse, and then Skrillex. Circle back to Skrillex now. Okay, so I hear the song right in, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, "Wow, this is so sick! This is like the music that I hear in my head. What the fuck? Like, this in, is like, so cool!" Instant goosebumps to the arms. Oh, dude, I was a rush. Yeah, I was so into it. I immediately like listened to all of his music. Um, started getting into other artists that. So Skrillex starts a label called Ausla. And signs Porter Robinson, uh, The M Machine, Kill Paris, Dylan Francis, Zed. Wow. Some of those are like huge artists even mm-hmm. to this day. And there's so many other ones that I'm leaving out, but those were like the foundation. Alvin Risk, oh my God. Um, and I'm just like the perfect time of my life to just be embraced into this thing. And they released a documentary with Red Bull about Skrillex, uh, basically just him uh, getting ready for Coachella. It's called Let's Build a Spaceship, I'm pretty sure. And in that documentary, you learn about his upbringing, and I was just I could I couldn't relate more with like his shit. Like I'm getting emotional thinking about it, and the fact that he was able to like overcome those things that were going on in his life made me feel like damn you know what it is funny that it it is DJing and it is like electronic music related but the same principles can apply to anything that you want to do in life yeah and it just so happened to be the same thing that Skrillex does for me but he uh really opened my eyes to like being like not caring about what other people think and I had spent so much time trying to be cool and that was ultimately like my downfall so in high school I'm watching this Skrillex thing and I'm just like mind blown. I'm like, I'm done. I'm doing my thing. That's that. So freshman year, bullied the f- like all the fucking time. Sophomore year, I start getting into the DJ thing. I recluse myself from people that are bullying me. And I go into my own bubble, which is the you now live streaming thing. And then junior year, um, things are building up more. Uh, I'm like around better people in my life that like, see what I'm doing and they appreciate it and I appreciate what they're doing and then uh by the end of junior year after those like shows I was like completely like different like status level of like the school like it was weird that's fucking awesome senior year was weird too like it it, I don't know can you talk (laughs) about 
the importance of mentors for yourself and just for uh, people in general, like how important it is to have people that believe in you and are constantly pushing you in a positive direction because, you know, you can be pushed to a point where it's negative and detrimental. Mm-hmm. But can you just talk about um, the importance of your mentorships and lifelong friendships and how that's impacted who you are as a person in your music? Yeah, of course. Um and I think, like, the the term mentor can be shaped into a lot of different things, you know? Yeah. Excuse me. So I guess, yeah, that's, like, a, that's a good place to start. So just like, talk about what your sense of that word is. Well, my, my, sen- my term, like, my sense of the word mentor is, like, the way that everybody else sees it. It's, like, somebody that's, like, maybe older than you that has more experience that can, like, help you, help guide you to, like, different things. Or, mm-hmm. like, if, if you have a specific goal in mind and there's somebody that's doing the job that you want to do and you guys just happen to like meet the right time or whatever it is that's a mentor but a mentor could also just be like a really good friend um just somebody that's able to like help guide you and believes in you um nolan definitely was a big mentor for me but another mentor of mine uh his name's jeff and we met uh when i was 20 years old I was at one of like Skrillex's or Ausla I guess the record labels pop-up events they used to have a pop-up shop in Chinatown for like a few years and they would throw like random little parties like every once in a while so I was at one of those parties this dude was wearing like a really obscure shirt for like a band like that I know of called Dog Blood which is uh, just Skrillex and Boys Noise but at the time, they weren't releasing any music, and I was just like, wow, he knows what Dogwood is. That's a person I should go talk to and say hello. Yeah. And we chatted it up, and then out of nowhere, like 15 minutes into our conversation, he asks for like my number and like my Instagram. We hadn't established who we were as people at all up until this point. And I was just like, oh, yeah, here you go. What do you do? Are you, do you make music? Are you just a fan? Like, he's like, no. I'm the new head manager at the label. And I was just like, I was like, oh, Chat shit. breaks a little bit. I was just like, whoa. It's like, dude, I'll do slave labor for you guys. Like, like, like I said earlier, like Skrillex, like I didn't like Skrillex literally in my brain. I'm just like, wow, like he saved my life. Yeah. Like I, he doesn't know it. Like, but like I felt indebted to him and still do. Um, so Yeah. And so that that relationship ended up becoming a mentorship. I just saw Jeff last night, actually. Um, It's one of those people where it's like they can see themselves in you Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Like, we both have Daft Punk tattoos. (laughs) Um, And and we kind of touched on that a little bit before we started recording as well. Sure. Yeah, rejog my memory. I'm yeah. I'm kind of all over the place right now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm all over the place right now. When we were just talking about just like you know helping like 18, 19 year old kids get into concerts. Yeah. Well, that's because I was exactly, and that's that's what I'm getting at. Is right. like you're you know you're growing older and developing into your music career, and then you see kids that remind you of who you were at that age, and you just want to help them and you want to lift them up. Yeah. I mean, not even like in like this person's just like me kind of thing, but it's like. You have to take a step back at times and be like, damn, I was 17. I was 18. There was a person that dragged me into a 21 and up, 21 plus show that I wasn't supposed to be at. But like that was such a fucking amazing experience for me. Yep. And like if I see like a kid that's like, I think this wasn't even like that, like last night, for instance, he was working security and I just like went over to go drop something off in my car and this kid's just like, dude, is there a bathroom? I was just like, what? He's like, is there a bathroom nearby? And I was like, how, how long have you had to go to the bathroom, dude? He's like, I've been holding it in for like two hours. It's like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, like, you can't take a fucking come with, God Yeah, damn. Like, like, I'll take you to a bathroom right now. And then he's just like, yo, do you happen to have a phone charger too? I was like, your phone's dead? <laughs> And this is like, mind you, this is before I find out that he's like 17 years old. Right, right. <laughs> he's just like, he's just like in charge of like making sure nobody gets into this like, mm-hmm. like this lot that like all of the uh, guests and like yeah, people he, working the event were at. Yeah, he's just working security. Just working security. And like, I was just like, okay, you know what? Like, 
fucking bring this kid in so he can use the bathroom and like while we're there we we stepped into like the show for a second because i was just like what a nightmare that must have been <laughs> like yeah use the bathroom i'll take your phone i'll charge it i'll bring it back out to you right yeah he was so grateful shout out little bands I, he, he's a rapper too i haven't heard his music yet. oh cool yeah yeah but that's his instagram little bands b-a-n-z check them out listeners little bands if, and if you remind me after after we finish recording this i'll add a link in the description for his handle sure i mean yeah you can you guys can go to my instagram and you can go to my uh my following the people that i'm following just type in little b and he'll, i'm sure he'll pop up so you t- you touched on a little bit earlier when we were recording about um, just kind of gatekeeping content creation. Sure. Oh can, yeah, this is a fun you, one. Yeah, can you um, talk about that some more? <clears throat> oh wow, it's only been fifteen minutes. That's really? crazy. Really? That's it. Yeah, it's twelve fourteen. I was so nervous that like we were. I've been like rushing. I think I didn't need to. Need like breathe. Okay, gatekeeping though. <laughs> yeah, gatekeeping uh, content creation. Yeah. Um. Okay. <sighs> okay so i've been on both sides of the the coin on this i've gatekept and i've been gatekept um there's a huge stigma especially in like electronic music to hold like your secrets and i guess in, in music in general to hold your technical aspects to yourself because that's what defines your sound or whatever it may be and also, there's other things that are just very, like, stuck in the past in terms of how people view making music. And I think it's very detrimental to your well-being as an artist because then you're, like, swept away in all these technical things that really don't matter at the end of the day. Um, plain and simple, musicians, anyone that is listening to this right now, if it sounds good, if it looks good, if it's good... It doesn't matter how the fuck you made it. Straight up. Yeah. People need to hear that. Like They do. That's very important. Dude. You might want to even repeat that message. <laughs> oh, I'll go into depth right now. Um, so in electronic music, there's a huge stigma around like sampling, using <laughs> using audio and not like MIDI or like designing your own sounds from scratch and shit. Mm-hmm. And like, it's a huge thing. And like, I'm not saying that I don't do that or that I don't use MIDI, but like, it, it, it can be so like, especially for me as like a singer songwriter, where like my brain works in ways where it's like, if I hear like a, like a beat, then I just start singing over it. I just come up with like random top line ideas, maybe not words, but the words will come later kind of shit. Yeah. And if I'm sitting there for two hours trying to make a fucking sound, when I could have made three ideas in those two hours, man, <laughs> it's kind of frustrating, you know? I l- love and admire people that take the time to really create a sound, but like at the end of the day, does your song sound good? Does it stick in people's heads? Like people are always like, man, Skrillex's sound design is so good, and it is, but at the end of the day, what I hear when I listen to Skrillex songs are the melodies. I remember those catchy you know like that's the shit that's like you know you don't remember like you may be impressed by a sound but like also people get into these think tanks where they're um they're stuck in producer world you know they're they're constantly thinking about what other producers are going to think about their music they're not thinking about what like the general public is going to hear general public's not going to fucking know how you made a song dude <laughs> like you're you're over complicating it like just don't care well i think that's where like the business interests of music play into it right but like who cares it's like what wait, wait I, what do you no, mean by that i agree with you but it's the you, you musicians care about what the producers think because they're worried that their music is not going to be able to sell that it's not going to be marketable well in this case we're all the producers here you know what i mean it's like like i as an artist have been struggling for a really long time because i've had to like work with other people mm-hmm. you know what i mean in order to make my songs so i just had uh, I just realized that my phone's on airplane mode. Should we check that it's still recording? <laughs> Please. <laughs> like somebody calls or something? Yes. We're Gucci. Hell okay, yeah. cool. <clears throat> Producers, like, 
are in a place where they're constantly feeling like that their music isn't like even like a lot of people when they're making music are constantly focusing on like the five percent and they have 95% done and that 95% is like all that really matters so what is the five percent that they're thinking about just things that are in their head (laughs) they're like this isn't good enough this isn't good enough just like self-doubt or yeah it could be like anything like it can be oh relying on people so like I have like I love working on music with others I love collaboration and like that's the thing that I've been I've strived to do like as a singer songwriter I had to make music in order to feel accomplished as a DJ because I was only playing other people's music I relate to that as a podcaster completely yeah my my favorite thing to do as a podcaster is just work with other people sure whether that be authors musicians other podcasters yeah you know anybody that's willing to bring a thoughtful intelligent conversation to the table yeah but but to a certain extent like for me it felt like a crutch because here i'd be it's like the same reason why like bands have conflicts at times yeah where like they're there's too much focus on uh like as humans we're all in different places in our lives we're all growing Mm -hmm. and sometimes people just need to like take a break whether it's me or whether it's the people that I'm working with. And do you think some of that just stems, sorry to cut you off real quick, but do you think just some of that stems from like just spending so much time with each other? It breeds like it, it doesn't even particularly have to do with your, no, no, no. With, with your relationship with this person. Okay. It, It could be coming something completely separate from the situation that you're having. Like, I, we could we could be like like we let's say we started a podcast together or something and we were dependent on one another to have it running right mm-hmm. if I like go through something super super like crazy detrimental and I can't even like just function like I need to take some time away from everything you know yeah. what I mean that's not on you mm-hmm. you know that's me solely mm-hmm. and I've been in the situation where like a friend of mine has had to take a break and I was upset about it. You know, I took it upon myself that this is my fault or whatever when it had nothing to do with me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes things just happen. And like it it happened recently um and I I needed to figure something out. It was like that fire under my ass that was like you need to be able to do this on your own as well because you don't have control over anybody but yourself. And at any point, like, it might switch, <laughs> you know, right? Where, where you have to do it. And yeah. Something that I've learned too is just like the, the issue of comfortability. You know, when you get used to a certain routine or a certain like relationship that you have with a person, or, you know, for a very long time and then something changes to that uh you're not necessarily prepared for that mentally so it's important to kind of step outside of that and think about hey how would i react to this if i was just left completely alone right yeah it sucks it's it's super hard to do too because you don't even want to have those really negative thoughts you just want to be like why would anything change like this this relationship is great but you just never fucking know. Like you're saying, a lot of the times things are just out of your control. But you have to get back on that horse, bro. Yeah, dude. It's, it, it really sucks because this is a thing that doesn't apply just to musicians. It, is, it applies to all partnerships, whether it's um, a working relationship, a romantic one, or just a regular friendship, man. Yeah. It, it's, it's hard. It's hard to like step back outside of yourself, especially for someone like me, a fucking fiery, egotistical Aries where like like people need time sometimes people need time away and also sometimes people like you just grow you grow out of each other but like if we're not growing as people then like at the end of the day we're not going to feel fulfilled and it's it's a hard thing to navigate because like you could love that person or you could love yeah it's really yeah you could love that person to to death but like yeah yeah. yeah yeah i yeah, i yeah, completely yeah. agree man why don't you talk about some of your latest music that you've put out um yeah i, f- I feel like there's some stuff we should 
that we should dive into be- before that. Okay, yeah. What do you want to bring up? Um, just kind of more along the lines of like uh, like the uh. Because I think this is all really good. Like, everything that we've discussed yeah. so There's far. There's just stuff, like, I'm going to definitely listen to this and be like, fuck, like, should have dug deeper into, like, those Dude, two things. Th- that always happens to me whenever I do a podcast. Like, afterwards, I'm like, oh, my God, I could have brought this up. I should have said this. There's so much to say in so little time. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. that's why sometimes when I do these, they're, like, two, three hours. Yeah. Especially when I have multiple people because we're just fucking firing along on perfect cylinders. Everybody's contributing great ideas, and it's just, like, I don't want you to stop talking because everything that you're saying is so resonating and so beautiful. Oh. (laughs) I don't mean, I I mean just, like, uh, my guests in general, but but you as well. Yeah. You know, like, that's, that's just how I feel when I'm vibing with people on the show. That's great, dude. That's really sick. Yeah. Okay. Well, I I just feel like I've been going on rambling tangents and I'm overthinking it, but sure, let's get into the music stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, whatever it'll, you want to talk cir- about. It'll all circle back to itself. But uh, I guess, yeah, I guess bringing that music stuff in, it was about four months ago. Yeah. So, like, for those that, that don't know, because I haven't posted on social media about this or anything uh i'm back at music school i'm back doing icon collective again they have a new program called the vocal artist program which wasn't a thing the first time i went to icon about three or four years ago Mm -hmm. and it has specifically to do with like what my interests are which is being a singer songwriter and like you know, producer. It has, yeah. Um, I've been going to this school now for about seven months, seven and a half months. It's a, it's a year program. Mm-hmm. And about f- three or four months ago, <laughs> I uh, kind of had this like moment of like, oh shit, like I'm, I just, I'm making music, like, on my own. I'm, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm doing this thing that I've been wanting to do for 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. How did that make you feel? Pretty, it was pretty crazy, you know? And, like, it was still, my headspace was still not super there yet. I was just kind of dibble-dabbling. And, like, for me, a long time, or for a long time, music was a thing that I could only do when I was feeling inspired or feeling like, oh, yeah, I feel good. Today's a music day. There was never a time that I could just go and sit on my computer and start making something. And why was that? Was it just because of, like, mental health reasons or you didn't feel motivated? Probably. You know, or, like, self-doubt. Right. You know, reasons that were making it so I didn't want to work on things. But when it came down to it, um, (laughs) damn, this is going to sound kind of messed up, but about... uh, month and a half ago i had like it was the the weekend before finals because we have finals every quarter so it's basically like imagine icons like high school but the four years are split up into one year okay and each quarter is like a different year in high school it's kind of like how i like to describe it so at the end of my sophomore year (laughs) at the end of quarter two yeah um i was in a pretty fucked place I had like a weekend right before finals where I just literally laid down on my bed for two days straight. I didn't eat anything. I was just feeling completely detested, didn't want to do anything. And then that Monday I woke up and I was like, I have to do all these finals this week. I have to get everything done that I've, some of the things I'd had months to do. And in that process, I made a lot of music in that week and I'd never done that before I'd never been able to just sit down and make like multiple ideas in in like a two-hour session something just kind of like switched and I think it was like the urgency of having to get that stuff done but also during those two days of silence I was like is this what I want to do like how bad do I want this you had that I need this like I need to be a fucking musician so it sounds to me like you finally had that moment of clarity that I've talked to with so many other people that eventually get out of their depression is they just have that epiphany moment where they just kind of want to snap and they're like 
I don't want to fucking feel this way anymore. Mm. Like, I'm done with this. And then so you start to think of serious, concrete changes that you can make to your life or how you can get out of this situation before things spiral and become even worse. Yeah. Yeah. And you had that. Thank God. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it sent me into not, kind not of Not nearly like a... enough people get out of it. Yeah. It's, I, it's I'm still dealing with it myself. Yeah. Do you want to, like, elaborate? Um, do you want to elaborate on that a little bit? Um, I, I guess just only in the very recent future I've even taken my mental health as something that's serious. You know, I didn't think of myself as somebody that suffered from depression or anxiety until I really started having these uh, moments of conversations with people where they're like, hey, Jordan, we can tell that you're not all there mentally. We can tell that you're not the same happy person that you used to be. And I used to kind of like shrug them off and say like, eh, you don't know what you're talking about, man. I'm fine. Like, you know, I, I have my bad days and good days, but, you know, things are somewhat okay. And then I familiarized myself with the importance of self-actualization, where what I mean by that is you're by yourself and like you can be driving, you could be listening to music, but you're just thinking about like the past in your life, the present, the future, <clears throat> your past mistakes, all that. And you're just like, look, these are the bad things that I've done. These are the negative experiences that I have. But this is the person that I want to be. These are the positive things in my life that I want to move towards. And so focusing on self-improvement, self-growth, self-actualization has helped me kind of turn the corner because what I'm getting at here is you cannot even begin to address and solve a problem if you can't identify it. And so I found once I was able to find what's actually holding me back mentally, I was able to make some um, ground on it. And so here I am in this journey, literally to this present day, wow. but you know, it, it takes a lot of effort. I'm can only go up from here. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it, it is, uh, that's beautiful, dude. And I, it's so insane for me to talk about this because literally the only time that I've really elaborated on my mental health was the podcast. Um, I wouldn't even really call it a podcast. It was just a conversation that I had with six samurai from, Canada yesterday, where I, I talked about my ADHD, I opened up about my depression and anxiety. That was the first time. And so now moving forward, I'm going to address it a lot more because I know that other people can relate. And also, I, I think that, you know, without trying to sound like I'm patting myself on the back, I think people enjoy hearing about uh, my experiences. Yeah. I mean, dude, it's your fucking podcast. <laughs> like it, it doesn't even. <laughs> I try to make I try to make my podcast centered around the guests, but I found that the listeners do actually like when I share a lot of my thoughts and feelings. Uh, yeah, dude. Yeah, what the hell? Of course. So, I I, I loved hearing that. I I dude, congratulations. Thank like, you, man. It's, it's it's hard to it's, it's hard to navigate. It's only the beginning, but yeah. As long as you're making steps, even if they're not gigantic, even if you're not exactly where you want to be yet, it doesn't in in any aspect. But if I, you're yeah. if you're taking steps towards anything, that's great. If you have a vision of where you want to be, and you are taking steps to get there, even if they're tiny right now, those tiny steps are going to become huge before you know it, dude. And that's Straight exactly up. how I feel. You know, like I've I started on some medication. I've been incorporating things into my life that I didn't do before that just genuinely make me feel happy and good. Good. And just focusing on the positive, it, it sounds cheesy, but it's 100% true. The the law of attraction is real. Yeah. You know, when you present positive and energy to people it radiates it back to you people Dude, want to be 100%. around you good things happen to you like it's not just it doesn't it's not for just random where people who are sweet and kind to other people have good things happen to them it, it's not random dude the law of attraction is like how i met like my mentors 
the yeah. law of attraction is how like I've met like the most amazing people in my life. Like I would rather work with somebody because I like hanging out with them and like being around them versus someone that might be technically the best at something, but be a complete fucking asshole. Yeah. And, and I've learned that from being the person that gets hired for jobs that maybe I'm not as qualified for, but the person's willing to take the time to teach me how to, to do those things. And they just, I can tell that we just get along really well and they want to be around me. It's super real, man. If you're a good person, if you're like a nice person or like a person that people want to be around, that's so much better than being the best at something and being an asshole. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. this be, this is coming from a place of both angles. I've been the asshole and I've also been the person that's <laughs> hopefully that I am more so now. You know what I mean? Um, so real. Holy shit. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That, I, I had so many things that I wanted to say, but like it doesn't. I think at the, at the end of the day, that that's the main takeaway. It's like don't be a dick. <laughs> exactly. And, and like there, also, so many... when you do fuck up, yeah, make sure to address it. Make sure to address it. There's so many things that like, I wish I could like go back and say I'm sorry. Right. It or means say, like, a hey, lot are you to okay? people when you own up to your mistakes. Yeah. It really it, does. Yeah, and I mean, dude, I'll t- I'll tell you right now. There was a a while I was DJing uh, in Ventura at uh local bars and literally some of the same people that bullied me in elementary school or bullied me in middle school were there partying it up you know buying drinks seeing me dj this one dude came up to me and was like yo i'm sorry for how i treated you and i was just like wow i i it's been like fucking years yeah it had been like a really long time and i was just like wow this is incredible i just gave him a huge hug and i was like hey thank you thank you for realizing that like that's really cool man it's really cool and it's happened more than once that happened to my girlfriend kayla honestly like a few years ago uh there was a girl that bullied her for years when she was in high school and then they hadn't spoken for almost 10 years and then they reconnected and then she just straight up apologized to her it's like, you know what, Kayla, I'm sorry for the way that I've treated you over the years. Like, you never deserve that. And they made amends. Good. Dude, also, congratulations on you guys on your four and a half year anniversary. Oh, thank That's you. That's amazing. Yeah, it's today. Kayla, four years okay. and six months. Straight up, Kayla, shout out. Kayla, Spencer, Diana, shout out right now. <laughs> um, You guys were were there from, like, the beginning, like, when I was in middle school, and were supportive of anything that I was interested in and I'm so fucking grateful for you because you were amongst the few that actually like believed in me to an extent and um every time I see you guys whether it's from afar or or we're we're fucking talking I get emotional um because of that and whatever you guys need in the future you included like like if there's a show or or whatever, you're there. Like, without a doubt. <laughs> like, fuck yeah. Like, <laughs> we love all you guys so much. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, oh man. No, oh, it, it it's emotional, man. It it really is. And I almost started breaking down a little bit when I was opening up about myself. But what you're what you're really talking about, Daniel, is the importance of maintaining long-term friendships oh yeah and then also speaking on that right now i'll I'll, I'll touch base on this not forgetting about the people who got you to where you are exactly so so my longest my oldest friend right now his name's daniel (laughs) we met in third grade he has the same fucking birthday as me yeah he's the first person that i met with the same name as me but he has the same birthday as well 418 he's also 418 um I reconnected with him recently and we're going to be working on like a little collaboration project together. Um, and there will be more on that soon, but he is, uh, somebody that like, we haven't really gotten to see each other much over the past couple of years since high school, Mm -hmm. but over the past year or so, I've been making an effort to go visit him more. 
because his his major is like graphic design and uh the whole reason he got into that was because like i was djing and like our other friend pat who's fucking killing it right now actually fulfilling his dream vjing like he's like visual art like visual djing for tons of like really dope like edm people it's crazy um shout out pat higgins shout out daniel noriega um daniel and i like reconnected and like he told me like dude you know like i wanted to do this fucking degree because i wanted to be like your visual artist in the future and i was just like well what are you doing right now (laughs) and he was like oh i'm being a customer support for like and i was just like do you want to join my team like do you want to just start like working together like my oldest friend ever that's so rad I know. I this is what I was telling you about the car. I was like, I was like, oh, okay, definitely touch base on the friends thing. Like, right? Yeah. Well, now it's like a big picture thing. Like, I'm flying out to Chico. Up, and so up he was just like, fuck it, or. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. no. I was like, we're, there's not gonna be money right now, but like, if you're serious about this, like, we'll fucking make it happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, let's circle back to the music thing real quick. Okay. I, I don't know how much time we have. We got about twenty minutes. Oh, okay. Okay, word. Um. So, <laughs> so in the course of the past four months, I kind of made an EP without realizing it. Uh, I made this one song during that week after I had that depressive episode and I had that realization that uh, I really loved. It was called, uh, it's called Not Just For Show. And it's very different in terms of my other songs on the EP and also how I write in general. Uh, it's a very happy, uplifting song. <laughs> okay. That song, I was like, this song needs to come out. Like, I need to put this out. But if I put just this song out, then I'm not going to be capturing the whole perspective of, like, what I want my artist project to be. Because I was like, this song comes out and it does really well. The The sin is, like, you get trapped. You get trapped as an artist to only being, like, that one type of music and people only expecting that from you. So I, I just noticed that these other four songs that I had made also in the course of the past couple months um, also kind of like lined up with this song being at the end, with the single being at the end, kind of tells a story um, that's like about heartbreak and then like being bitter about the relationship and then kind of coming to terms with like just being broken over it and then just being like, letting go yeah you know getting past acceptance it, and then finding new love you know what i mean like mm-hmm. and i was just like it's not perfect the songs aren't perfect but the thing is that they don't need to be this is the best that i can do right now and if i just sit on these forever they're never going to come out and i'll feel like the stuff i'm making in the future is way better so why would i put out the stuff in the past which is a lot of which is something that a lot of musicians get stuck in. Mm-hmm. Advocate for for this, please. If you're a musician and you're sitting on a ton of fucking songs and you're not doing anything with them and it's been years or however long it's been, put that shit out so you can move on. And then maybe down the line when you're making an album, you can look at those songs and be like, "Hey, there are a couple songs on that EP or there's that single from a few years ago or whatever that I really like." Fix it to what you wanted it to sound like then or whatever you want it to sound like now and put it on your album. No one says you can't go back and fix your songs. Right. Like, like it, it, it seems like such an obvious thing, but I had that realization too where I was just like, this shit doesn't need to be perfect. You can't have greatest hits if you don't have fucking music out. You can't have greatest hits if you don't have hits. Yeah, that's a great point. Right. And that was a very freeing feeling. I mean, this is definitely different for me than it is for artists that are coming up with conceptual designs that take a long time or conceptual albums that take a lot of time. I get that. But, like, if you're stuck and you need to get out, the most freeing thing is to just let go of those things or just not care. Like, the second you don't care about things... Everything gets so much easier. I know. There's so much pressure to do things a certain way, and it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. And it's cool because, like, I'm at a school right now, and, like, they're teaching me, like, you know, how to do things in a specific manner. 
And it's good to like be able to refresh my brain and be like, okay. Because I'm sure if I were to go into detail with how I make my music with some of my instructors, they'd be like kind of pissed off. But it's kind of like a pissed off that's like, oh, damn. You don't, like, you don't need to be feeling that way. I'm just fucking making music. Yeah. Like, it's just my process. And I, like, can't wait to show people what that process is because I want everyone to know. I'm not going to hold any of this back. At the end of the day, the technical aspects of how I make my music, like, it's just a process. Like, no one's going to be me at the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what people are so scared of. It's just of. beautiful for you to share your process with other people and just for, you know, I, I say this about really anybody. It's, it's all sample I, selection. I, it's all sample selection. Right now, I'm telling you right now, if you can DJ, you can you can figure out sample selection. Yeah, like I say this about anybody. I love to hear what people are passionate about. If if you have an interest in something and you want to expand on it, I'm I'm all ears. You know, I may not be interested in it myself personally, but I will hear you out if Dude, you have a passion in something. Next time we kick it, like I'll fucking make a song and I'll show you how how I do it. I would love like, to hear it. it. That'd be fun. You know what I mean? Um, make, but make, yeah, make a song for the podcast. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, maybe I will. Like I'll just like send it over. You'll be like, "What's this?" I'll be like, "Podcast song." It's just me going podcast podcast 805 uncensored podcast do, 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 do. it just like has like a fucking random auto-tune <laughs> shit like remember that destroy 418 guy <laughs> he uh he released a a song for the podcast so you know that's what you'll be hearing in the future word uh yeah, we got, so we got like 10 minutes left what else do you want to add before we wrap up yeah um this I, I, this is a really like crazy time for me right now um I have been a DJ for 10 years and I'm doing my first show without the mixer a week from tomorrow in Syracuse, New York. Uh, my best friend's uh, basement venue. Shout out Nate Glynn. Shout out the Blue Room. Yeah. Blue Room. Blue Room coming to LA soon. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, first show where I'm just performing all my songs and singing. And I am over the moon excited and nervous but yeah this is like the end of an era and the start of a new one djing's dead are you (laughs) dude that's so awesome are you gonna be able to find your show anywhere online or maybe I i hope it's filmed i haven't thought about that yet i still need to fucking practice this shit i'm still getting over coachella like Coachella sickness last week. <laughs> I'm still getting over how busy, dude. I've, one mental illness leads into another. Like I'm definitely operating in a state of mania right now to a certain extent. Yeah. And it's like scary because I can see that in other people that that work the same way that I work. I can see it in fucking Kanye. <laughs> Seeing the way that he's like fucking crazy. And it's just a matter of being on top of it and making sure that it doesn't go into a, a bad place. But I'm, I'm constantly like everything that you see from me, all the content, um, all the videos, all of the Instagram posts, all of the album artwork, all everything. Everything is being meticulously done by me or people that are very close in my circle. And it's a lot of fucking work. Like it's it's. It's, I, I like how it's being presented and I'm really proud as an independent artist I normally people would have a whole team doing the shit that I'm doing right now and it's a lot to manage is that kind of getting back to what I was asking you about at what point you know does it become more work than pleasure are you kind of approaching there to an extent no 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 I mean now that's a whole other thing I, I'm also taking a step back from the music business side of things yeah because I've worked at like different record labels I've done artist management I've helped with like social media campaigns and a lot of different things like working shows last night we did Florence and the Machine and like just random random like contracting jobs you know mm-hmm. for a while i thought i might be doing that and just djing you know i didn't think i was going to make this transition into an artist this whole artist thing and like having the self-realization thing really only happened in like the past four months man oh wow yeah it's pretty surreal so this this, this whole feels, mental health this thing. feels less like work but yeah. it's a lot of work like it's just i'm finally doing what i've been wanting to do and it's just like, holy shit. Hell yeah, dude. I bet that feels just 
fucking exhilarating. It feels exhilarating, but it's it's nonstop. You, yeah, I, there's you, so much. Do you stuff take I have time to for yourself? This. Like, well, well, that's the thing. That's the weird thing. Is like, it's all for me. <laughs> it's like, it is isn't that weird. It is, but like, are are you ever decompressing? Like, are you ever just like processing all this? Like, fuck, man, I haven't Not even lately. taken a breath Not in like lately. two weeks. Not <laughs> lately yeah today i'm going to go to an escape room after this today was today's my decompression day i'm gonna be traveling for the next three weeks right new york chico vegas that's just in the next three weeks and then i have school during the week and that school is like completely separate from well it is separate but it's also not you know like yeah it's it's interconnected Yeah, yeah yeah um yeah but i love it you know, I love every second of this, and I'm very, very excited for for what's to come. And I, it's cool because like I don't really know what's to come, but all I know for sure right now is that I'm doing my first show. I'm really excited about it. Uh, hopefully, more shows in LA soon. DJing is dead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I think. I would I would love to have you back on after you do a show, dude. Yeah, and we'll, talk, talk we'll about, link up. We'll yeah, talk about your experience. Yeah, maybe maybe we'll end up like getting together and doing like a human, more human interaction thing. But uh, yeah, dude, holy shit! Uh, if you're listening out there, thank you so much for listening. If you're supporting either this podcast or myself, thank you. I'm forever grateful for you, and. I'm really, really excited for what's to come. And I'm excited to see what you're about to do next, Jordan. Well, thanks, man. And uh, I got yeah. a lot coming up in May. And then in in June, I think there's going to be some exciting shit, too. Cool. I uh, I have an interview coming up with a band from Santa Barbara. Sick. So going to be speaking to a lot more musicians in the future. A band. That's going to be a lot of mics. Um, it might be all three of them or it might just be one of them. I'm okay, not word. sure. Very cool. But yeah, so why don't you plug your shit? Um, how can people get in contact with you? And I guess you already said what you have going on in the future. Yeah. Um, excuse me. Yeah, uh, my Instagram is at destroy418. Pretty much on all platforms, you type in at destroy418 or just destroy418, I'll pop up. On Spotify and Apple Music, you type in 418 or 418. You'll see my fucking face with my silver hair. <laughs> And that's that's me. That's the music. Now is this music? Question mark. Out now. EP. Um, more music coming pretty soon. Uh, hopefully, I'm performing somewhere near you in the future. Uh, send me a message if you're if you're a musician and you make music. Send it to me. I'd love to hear it. And outside of that, um, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. What else is there? Um, I guess you already said where people can find your music. You already did your social media <laughs> channels. Jordan's like doing the checklist. He's like, did you forget anything, Daniel? You chilling? <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> if you have anything else that you want to share with the listeners, if that's it, I can plug just, my own stuff. Just one, Just one more thing. Yeah. Just if you have an aspiration, if there is something that you want to do that for whatever reason you haven't taken a stab at, uh, do it. Give it a shot. You know. Don't let the fear of failure get in the way, and don't let fucking other people gatekeep you. You're you're going to fail. I've failed a lot of times. You're going to fail, but it takes the failures to figure out like what it is that you need to really be doing. Mm-hmm. In all aspects, you need you need to have those failure moments and like shelter yourself to an extent, but also be open to fucking up. Okay. And yeah, cool man. Thank you again so much for this opportunity for <laughs> welcoming me into this recording studio and conducting this interview. It was fucking fantastic. <laughs> I, it could have been longer, you know. Like <laughs> you and I could easily go on for hours. Yeah, we could you, do a six-hour podcast. You, you shared so many great things, and like we said, four one eight is going to be on in the future. Uh, as far as the 805 Uncensored goes, uh, 805 Uncensored podcast is on YouTube at that same name, on Instagram at 805 Uncensored Pod, and also on Twitter at 805 Uncensored. Uh, we're also uh, obviously on all the major podcasting platforms, including Apple, Spotify, 
and iHeartRadio. So thank you so much, everybody, and enjoy the rest of your night, evening, morning, wherever you're listening. Peace out. Later, guys. Bye.